Welcome back, everybody, to Unless You Ask. Uh, joining me today is audiologist, homeowner, and the first guest who I've never met in real life, Rachel Lieberman. Rachel, Hello. welcome to the show. Hi. Um, you and I have never met before in person, so this is Not how I know. The, yeah, this is how I know the show is growing. This is the the kind of clout that I have. I can have <laughs> guests on that I don't actually know. Um, but for the people and for me, would you mind just like introducing yourself? Uh, yes. Um, I'm Rachel. I'm a audiologist at uh, the Johns Hopkins Cochlear Implant Center in Baltimore. Um, and I'm like a secret weird fangirl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I have like two people... identities, my professional life and then my like, personal life. <laughs> Perfect. And they don't like the professional life. They don't know about this. Right. Yeah. So I, I would love to hear what topic did you bring to the show today? We're going to talk about Korean dramas, also yes. known as K-dramas, also just known as dramas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, Rachel is here to talk about Korean dramas. And it sounds like not very many people uh, outside of your, your close friends know that you are a, a Korean drama uh, consumer yeah like of course not no <laughs> not at all <laughs> uh, um so yeah i i do want to acknowledge that you know neither you or i are korean so we're not going to be i guess like trying to <laughs> give commentary about what, yeah, not what goes on in korea but this the more important thing is is to is to sh- understand rachel's experience with korean dramas yeah um so, um, how did you first like get interested in this this genre? So, Kevin, actually, really interesting. I knew you would ask this because you told me you would, and <laughs> I didn't even realize this. But the reason I got into it is because of Elise, our mutual yes. connection, your <laughs> yes. girlfriend, my friend from college. Because mm-hmm. a year ago, like right when COVID was starting. We have like a group chat and she was like, have you guys heard of this, uh, like this Korean drama called Crash Landing on You? And yep. I was like, oh, I'm bored. I'll watch something. And I watched the first episode and I was like, this is insane. And I was texting <laughs> my friend Jane, who is who is Korean and has lived in Korea. And I was like, this is crazy. What is this? She's yeah. like, yeah, they're all like that. And then <laughs> it just like put me in a wormhole and I'm pretty sure Elise never even watched another episode. Like, I'm pretty sure she just, like, forgot about it. And it, like, yes. sent me on a spiral. <laughs> I was Yes, I was very impressed to follow up. So the story here is that I, had, I have a couple friends who are into Crash Landing on You. So they told me about it, and we were like, okay, we need something to watch. Um, Elise and I checked out a few episodes. The first thing I want to point out is that these episodes are, like, sometimes like an hour and a half long (laughs) like 80 minutes long yes like standard oh no worries um yes a standard episode is like a movie so Elise (laughs) and I made it through probably like four to five episodes and we what happened was we kept watching like half of an episode we like we want to watch this but we can't like we don't we had like too many other things to like interrupting (laughs) for us to sit down every night and and commit so so oh it's so such we did a not, commitment you have to be we did not keep it. watching yes <laughs> okay that's very interesting i didn't know but yeah i that's, didn't it's... i never even talked to elise about it again <laughs> i never even like brought it up i forgot that that's how i found out about it yes it's it's really coming full circle because now you're talking to me on the show yes, and, and you're actually about... the reason <laughs> yes it's started. about something that i i feel somewhat responsible for <laughs> yeah seriously um, so that's how it started. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about, uh, I guess, for the people, for context, what can you describe a little bit about what happens in Crash Landing on You or like what the premise is? Oh, on Crash Landing on You? Yeah, if you remember. Great premise. So the premise is um, there was a very wit- rich uh, business owner woman in Korea mm-hmm. who ha- also comes from a rich family and there's all these awful family dynamics and who's going to be the heir and she owns like a sportswear line and they're gonna one of the the new line is going to be for like i don't know parachuting parachuting yeah. outfits or something so she yeah. goes uh parasailing yes 
And there's a horrible storm, like a tornado, very like Wizard of Oz, Dorothy. And she ends up crash landing in North Korea. Yep. And she doesn't know she's in North Korea. And then she gets discovered by an extremely handsome North Korean soldier. And so begins their journey. Yes. And then <laughs> That's like the basic premise. a million other things happen. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, that is that is the premise. It was like uh like succession in the beginning and then it was like completely different. <laughs> I was just so like what am I watching? Because it was like <laughs> eight I, I mean, I just didn't know it was gonna be like sixteen hour and twenty minute episodes. <laughs> and that like you have the main leads, but then you also have the which all Korean dramas have like Male lead, female lead, and then you have mm-hmm. second male lead, second female lead. You yes. know that the male lead and female lead are going to end up at the end. It's never different. But <laughs> the female second lead and the male second lead the whole time are in, like, love triangles. Sometimes they end up with each other, like on Crash, no spoilers, Crash Landing on you. But uh, I was like, all this stuff is weird. And I would text my friend Gina and be like, there's these weird, like, at the end, they do these recaps. It's like slow motion. Like, what's happening? She's like, they're all, she's like, that's how it is. They're all like that. That's standard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I just realized the formula. But Crash Landing on You was actually like a huge, huge, huge hit. And mm-hmm. a lot of people internationally did get into Korean dramas because of that show. Like, it's yes. no, like, it was like the biggest, because it was on Netflix. Right. And I don't think it was the first one they did, but it was like, it introduced a lot of people and they like now reference it in other Korean dramas. Totally. Like how big of a show it was. Got it. Um, so what, what kept you like interested enough to be able to finish the whole season? Cause as I mentioned, Elise and I <laughs> liked the show, but we, we could not get through it. So just from the time commitment point of view. So I guess what kept you like uh, engaged? If I like something, I, I'm obsessed with it. Got it. (laughs) Like, it's all or nothing. And I don't even know. I guess it was different than than any show I'd watched before. Like, it was cheesy but funny. Yeah. And it was just, like, good production value. It turns out that one has very high production value compared to a lot of the other shows. (laughs) But, yeah, I guess it was just really different. And it also, I started watching at a time where, like, coronavirus had just started it was really yeah. scary. I didn't know how I was supposed to go to work. And it just was like a uh, distraction. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Like and then it was just easy to just put it on. and. Right. So. I don't know. The I, I believe Crash Landing on You has um, subtitles, right? It's in Korean. Oh, yeah. I do not speak Korean. Right. <laughs> So, so all these shows are subtitles. All of that's them. the other thing. Like to be able to watch these shows, you kind of have to like be watching. Like, and you can't just like put it on in the background all the time because you you have to like read to know what's going on. So, did you so, were you able to like watch and kind of have it on in the background, or did you like have to focus the whole time? No, I can. I don't know. I I want to ask myself this too. I could just have it on <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and I think because they're so formulaic that. You don't really have to pay attention to the whole, like, Mm. 25 hours of the show. Like, you know what's going to happen. So, like, I would just have it on. Got it. Just, like, you know, be doing finishing up some work and stuff and have it just, like, playing in Korean. (laughs) Yeah. And then look up. I I don't know. But I guess I mostly watch it. But it is very, like, and that's part of it, too, of just, like, getting when you know the formula of it and it's just, like, comforting Mm -hmm. you know what's going to happen and then you just like start collecting them almost yes so (laughs) that's it's interesting that you feel like the the plot is formulaic and that you kind of know what's going to happen because at least the like first half of the show that elise and i watched together i felt like i had no idea well there are some parts that i could predict but for the most part it was like who knows i felt like there's so much going on (laughs) So maybe the key is to like abstract out some of those details and just focus on like the bigger picture. <laughs> but... Yeah, so that's definitely true. They have their plot twists and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me even to go back and think about how I watched Crash Landing because now I just know too much. <laughs> but it's like, 
what you always know, always, is that the male and female lead are going to end up together, and it's going to mm-hmm. be the end of the show, 16 episodes, no other season, that's mm. it. So, Got like, it. even though a lot of sad things happen and, like, crazy things happen, it's like, you know, you know how it's going to end. You trust the the writers and, like, the directors that they'll yeah. they'll deliver you this, like, kind of happy ending. Yeah, and, like, sometimes the ending kind of sucks because it's, like, they were separated for eight years and then they, like, meet on a beach and you're just, like, okay. But <laughs> they always, it's always, like, the, at least the options, it's, like, there's an opening that the leads are going to get together. Yeah, yeah. If not, sense. a lot of times they get married. They get, like, married at the end of it. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> suddenly. They're enemies at the beginning and they get married by the end. That's, like, 80% of it. <laughs> cool um so comparing uh some of the korean dramas you've watched to like some of the other shows or other dramas you've watched what what are some like key differences like what do you what do you notice uh is different from like a western like american drama yeah so like people always will make comments like oh i like this because it's different than western drama but like it's really hard to just like western drama i don't really know what that means there's so much different like Korean drama means one thing. It is one thing. You know what it is. So, like, American shows are just like, we're going to put something out there. It might be awful. You might like it. And if you like it, we're going to give you, like, nine seasons. It's going to become part of your identity. And, like, it's going to ruin your life. And then, like, British shows are like, here's six 20-minute episodes of, like, the funniest, saddest thing you've ever seen. And maybe we'll give you another season in, like, three years. (laughs) And then Korean shows are just, like, 16 episodes. You know, we're going to put out 20 of them this year. (laughs) They might be awful or might be awesome, but we don't care because it just keeps rolling. Got it. So So it's like like it's more consistent, basically? It's so consistent. It's very specific. A Korean drama is one thing. When people talk about, like, Western dramas, like, I don't really know what they're referring to. It's way more, like variable got it yeah yeah that makes sense so so you found out that you like this like format (laughs) (laughs) so how how many like k-dramas would you say you've watched or like what what was kind of the next steps for you after this first show honestly it was just all downhill from there (laughs) (laughs) so i looked up the actor hyan bin who was in crash landing on you i just like Mm -hmm. looked him up and watched another one that he was in which was crazy and really terrible <laughs> and then i what what I one know, what was that one it's uh memories of the alamora it like takes okay. place in spain it has to do with like he's a video game creator but then they like become part of the video game and the video game like comes oh. to life <laughs> it, it is i don't know it was really and that so that was the second one i watched and it was like science fiction but like weird technology yeah. like and i was like what not expecting that to happen yeah and then I looked, I, like, started looking them up and, like, going on the Reddit threads about them and where yes. they talk about the recommendations. And then I started watching, like, the really popular popular ones, like, uh, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, Secretary Kim is, like, a okay. super popular one that is very much, like, the rom-com genre. Like, Got it's it. not as fantastical as, like, Crash Landing on You. It's not mm-hmm. fantasy. And... And that was really good. Got it. And then I just like devoured them <laughs> constantly. Yeah, so, so Couldn't watch anything de- else. When you say, yeah, that I guess that's my question. Did you like? Has this replaced some other like entertainment for you, or like other other hobbies? Like, do you feel like you, if you watch like a uh, a show in the U.S. now, you're like, this is this doesn't like hit the same as a Korean drama. For sh- so I've definitely come out of it, and I'm like stepping. Very recent, I'm like stepping away from it and watching more other yeah. stuff. Yeah. But for like six months, absolutely, <laughs> I swear. My like my friends and sisters would be like, "You should watch this show," and I'd be like, "Yeah, it looks good." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna watch that." <laughs> you know, you already knew. You <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm not it. not gonna watch it. Uh, but I but for a little bit, yeah, it was like the only thing that I wanted to yeah, watch for sure. And so I I think I can relate to this a little bit just 
not not with Korean dramas, but like in the pandemic, sometimes there's just something comforting or like you that you want about like uh, this thing that lets you not think about kind of where you are. That so, is exactly yeah. like when I've been like, you know, introspective about it. It's like because I'm like, Rachel, this is so random and weird. But <laughs> honestly, this was like the hardest year of most people's lives. It was definitely the hardest year of my life. Like besides yeah. the pandemic, all this crazy, bad, sad stuff happened. It's like, it's just kind of nice to watch something where you just know the ending. Yeah. And like work yeah. is stressful, yeah. you know, and it, it, it actually reminds me. So my, my brother-in-law is a, is a dermatology resident and he, he watches other stuff, but he watches lifetime movies. Got it. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he has the lifetime movie club subscription. And it's yeah, like, a rare if he's not one. watching that, he's watching some dumb TV show like Baywatch or Dawson's Creek. Like, and he's just because he's like thinking so much during a day. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm just like, oh, do I want to watch some like prestige drama where like yeah. all this bad happens or like a stupid comedy? I don't know. You just get used yeah. to something and it, feel, it does. So I relate it. Yeah. Relate it a lot. It feels comforting. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, great. So I think. At this point, why don't we take a break and then come back and uh, we'll talk to you more about Korean dramas. Sounds Sound good. good. Awesome. Okay, we are back with Rachel. Um, Rachel, I uh, before this, you mentioned that you uh, you like to take notes on your phone mm-hmm. uh, related to the Korean dramas. I'm <laughs> curious if you could describe what uh, what your process is for that. I guess of why I take notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just I have a lot of notes about a lot of stuff, like quotes I like from books, quotes I like from specific books, or like uh, quotes from like. I have, like, each kind of one of my family members and, like, some of my friends, just, like, different quotes that they say. And I just, like, wanted to start writing, I don't know, my thoughts about it. And I did send it to my Korean friend, Jane. She was like, yeah, yeah. this is spot on. <laughs> of just the observation, because it was, now I'm like, oh, this stuff, I'm just used to it. But it was just uh, super interesting and did make me interested in uh, Korean and Asian culture more than I already was, but it definitely opened my eyes up. So I'm curious what kind of things you're noting down. Is it just to like remember what happened in like an hour and a half episode or is it like things that you found interesting? No, it's like broad things about it. Got it. So like I would write like, Things that happen in a lot of them, not like a specific drama. So like, yeah. for example, they're constantly going out to eat. And in every single episode, <laughs> a grown, successful adult gets completely shit-faced in every episode. And you cannot <laughs> tell at all how old the actors are. Like, I left to look up all of them. And it's like the boy, they're playing like 28-year-olds. And you see that the, the like male lead is 21 and the female lead is like 36 got it like it's just like you don't know and then just stuff about i mean because the culture was is really different like there's a lot of classism which we have here but it's it's kind of different and the the parents being judgmental is like Mm -hmm. a pillar to every single every single show and the parents being controlling in their life which i thought was uh definitely different than than american shows because like in america like we we don't respect our elders as much (laughs) and everyone just does what they want they don't care what their parents think um i guess some people do but yeah interesting yeah and things like so so like i'm sorry i'm just reading through this now yeah yeah so like one of the things i didn't realize at first is that i don't know if you know this they have really intense product placement Oh, I didn't notice sink. that. I didn't know at first. I was like, why are they always eating chicken? I wrote down, I was like, they're always going to Subway. They're always going to the same chicken place. And then I realized that 
it's like a product placement. So Subway is like yeah. totally pumping lots of money into this. And then Interesting. And then you see like it's just so obvious now to me. They'll be like the girl will be like, "Wow, this skincare cream." And then it's like a slow motion yeah. shot of her putting like the lotion on her face and it zooms in on the bottle. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. yeah, I didn't notice that at all in the like the short the small amount of Korean drama that I've consumed. But it's, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Either. Maybe they, I, I'm not sure if they show it with commercials. I guess the, do you know if like this is released anywhere besides like the streaming services? Oh yeah, no, this is on the main um, channels oh, in okay. Korea. This is on like their version of like ABC, NBC. Yeah. And yeah. they, there's like two or three main channels and they always have a show that's on Monday, Wednesday, and then a show that's on uh, like Tuesday, Thursday. And it's for it. eight weeks. 16 episodes. No, these are like their main shows and there's like yeah. ads everywhere. Like the the ads are so much more obvious. Like they I mean people are like, "Oh, American advertising." No, it's crazy for the Korean shows. And then all the actors or Instagrams are just them like shilling more products. <laughs> Never stops. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was saying. <laughs> I do so have you you've watched this on how do you know about like the Korean uh, television schedules? Like, have you have you tried to like VPN to like see it live? <laughs> no, it's okay. So I watch it on this um on this app called uh, Vicky Rakatoon, and okay. it um they they play them like as soon as they're out in Korea. Got it. But this it's um this service is fan subbed. Which is a oh. whole thing that I think is super messed up that they're getting free labor from these just fans that are going out there and subbing it. So, like, it'll show up unsubbed at first and then you have to, like, wait a little bit. But the subs are way better than, like, Netflix. Interesting. Because they put That's... in things about, like, the culture and, like, it's just, like, like way more detailed. Yeah, might... it's a better experience. Yeah. But those people should definitely get paid to do it. That's fascinating. Yeah. So you i assume that the way you found all this stuff is by like talking to or like looking up uh like k-drama reddit yeah or like some other like online community what is what are those yeah. like communities like like have you interacted at all <laughs> or yeah i mean i'm like observer? definitely my most active reddit pages are like k-drama <laughs> recommends that one yes. the most and then like there's k-drama right i don't really post in that one but k-drama recommends because people be like i like this one and i'm what's another one that i would like got it yeah and so you can just like if if i am looking for something else to watch i'll just Mm. like look through and i'll see a title and i'll just type it into k-drama recommends and see like what everyone says about it got it and that's like how i'll find out if i want to watch something or not very that's a very supportive community for you (laughs) It is, yeah. Shout out to K Drama Recommends. Yeah. <laughs> Drama Recommends. No, everyone's super nice. It's just, it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who these with, people are. You're with fellow fans. Yeah, they're just fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, speaking of recommendations, uh, if people were curious about getting into uh, Korean dramas, what what are some shows that you've seen that maybe like we can not spoil too heavily, but you can talk about that you would recommend as like good entry points for someone who is interested, who's curious? Great question. Well, the one I mentioned earlier, uh, what's wrong with secretary Kim is like, if you like rom-coms, it's like lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's one called, uh, it Taiwan class and it Taiwan. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Is the it's like the f- uh, neighborhood in Seoul that is where all the foreigners live, and okay. that was like a very like groundbreaking Korean drama because there was like a trans person in it because it's like very 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 uh, what do you call? It? I don't know traditional like their culture like it's yeah. very like there's barely any like gay people. It's like. Mm-hmm super strict and so that one was really good and so there's like there's a lot of like medical dramas uh hospital playlist is really really good it's like korean Grey's anatomy 
And it actually is more accurate because, like, they're actually specialists. So, like, I work in a hospital, and it's so annoying on these medical shows where they're, like, doing surgery. And then it's, like, they're in the ER, yeah. and they're delivering a baby. And, like, the Korean medical shows seem, like, more accurate. And they give, they give like, they'll say a term, and then they'll, be, like, tell you what the medical term means. Nice. So it's, like, very informational. <laughs> That one's really good. It's like a documentary. It's like a documentary. And then if you want one that's like, so a lot of them are like supernatural, like a third of them. And so while you were sleeping, uh, is like about this girl who has this power. She can predict, she has dreams and they predict bad things that happen in the future. And then she saves this lawyer's life and then he starts getting the dreams too. And they get involved. Interesting. Yeah. And there's, I have so, I have some more. <laughs> yeah, please. <There's, laughs> just, <laughs> just. I'm, I'm curious list. how. Do you have a sense of how many you've actually watched at this point? Uh, okay, so I'm holding up my phone. The ones <laughs> that have the yellow checks are the ones that I've I've watched. Okay. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> that's that's so many. Oh my god. <laughs> that's it's too many to count. <laughs> It's like at least 60. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> I consider myself a fan of like, I don't know, like anime, like other other genres. And I have not watched that many of anything. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> impressed. But I, I put a lot of time into other stuff. So it's not like, you know. Yeah, so you're more productive. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's that's an incredible list. But yeah, if you have if you have other recommendations, this is cool because you're hitting like a lot of different genres. So maybe oh, like yeah. I'm not that they do hit all the genres. So let me go through. Yeah. Another really good this is a very low budget rom com, one percent is something that I actually really liked. Mm-hmm. Um they also have like slice of life ones that are more serious. They're not really rom coms and they'll be like people in their thirties and like they're actually good. They're not like so ridiculous. Like, a common plot in a lot of them is that, like, the two leads knew each other as babies, and they didn't realize that, like, he actually saved her life when they were seven. Like, yeah. so there's some that don't have that. And so, like, Be Melodramatic is really good. Uh, and then Because This Is My First Life. And those two shows are, like, actually really good shows that I think that my friends who don't watch mm-hmm. uh, Korean dramas would like. Got it. Awesome. But yeah, and then there's just like fun ones like True Beauty that are just like silly and lighthearted and like just on in the background or Welcome to Wakiki that are like funny and not not serious. Yeah. Um I'm curious so it sounds like you oftentimes you said like know what's going to happen or you you feel like they're pretty formulaic. Do you feel like uh, that takes away from you feeling like invested in the characters or are you still able to like um, feel excited or like get uh, emotionally involved with like the ups and downs of the show? If the show isn't good, it's really hard to stick around. So like all the lists mm-hmm. I just showed, I did not finish all those shows. For sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I would be blown yeah. away. <laughs> no, that'd be, in, that'd be insane. No, those are all shows that I've like started and either finished or decided I'm never going to watch again. Right. So no, you're yeah. definitely, yeah, if it's bad and it's not worth it. So this show so has what, to be like really some, good. Yeah. What makes it good? Like what, what uh, makes it like something that you'll stick around for? So one thing is like the main leads having good chemistry because a lot of so it's always like usually it's like the main leads like hate each other or it's like a really rich guy and like a girl who like just lost her house and she has nothing and she has like forced to move in with this guy and it's like (laughs) and a lot of times it's like these people do not seem like they like each other at all so when it's like two actors that actually believe it actually is a believable relationship that's like the main thing that makes it good that makes sense. That sounds like, you know, any other show. So that makes <laughs> makes a lot of sense that you would. Yes. But the, like the... other shows, like you said, like if it's even if like the main relationship, like the chemistry is not great, but you are like there's other plot lines and whatnot. But like yeah. definitely for these, like if the main two, the main leads are not good, it's just it's a wash. Right. 
yeah, that makes sense. Because the the would you say that the mains the main leads in the shows take up like a vast majority of the screen time? So there's not not really because like like we were talking about earlier, it's so long that mm-hmm. yeah they do. I mean like they're the main part of every episode, but the the side characters get a lot of attention. Like sometimes like. They call it second lead syndrome when you, like, like the second lead more than the yes. first lead. And that happens a lot. Yes. Because they, like, they, don't, they don't make the second lead as, like, boxed into this story. Like, the second lead can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, so sometimes, sometimes the second lead plot line is much better than the main lead. Because it's, Got like, it. surprising. Like, it'll be, like, a rich, fancy woman and, like, some random guy. Like, it's different than, yeah, like, exactly exactly what you said they don't have to be as boxed in so sometimes the second leads are better got it and then there's always the parents there's a whole layer to this that is the parents so like there are korean actors in their 50s that are Mm -hmm. making bank they're in like every show (laughs) so like like they literally are doing like eight shows a year yeah. <laughs> like, the woman who was the mom in Parasite. So, like, all those people in Parasite are in K-dramas. Like, it's their main show. It's their main, like, entertainment thing. Yes. Product in Korea. Like, it's a huge part of their economy. But, like, all those actors, like, the mom from Parasite, she's in, like, eight K-dramas a year. Like, yeah. She's just working. <laughs> they do these movies. They're, like, these side things that are little. Yes, so you, so I would I would recognize like like once you start watching enough K dramas, you start recognizing the actors that like get reused every time, and that's mostly the parents. Oh, the parents! Yes, the parents are super reused, and like yeah. there's like the main lead and the side leads. Yeah, so like a main lead, it's it's hard to be in more than one K drama a year, and like the leads, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to be in lead in like eight. You're going to do a few when you're like around thirty, and that's pretty much it yeah but like if you're a side character you're gonna be working forever got it you're gonna be <laughs> you're, in like you're in every show oh i yeah. would much rather be that than be the main lead <laughs> i would be like the, the friend yeah <laughs> who's in like have you eight episodes. have you thought about have you thought about like how you what kind of character you would want to be <laughs> in it in a k-drama yeah, i would be the friend for sure <laughs> what is the, the friend's lead. What's, like, the friend's role in a lot of these? So the friend is either, like, way more fun than the main character. <laughs> Actually, usually the friend's, like, way more fun and, like, adventurous and, like, uh, bossy and maybe richer. And the main Got character <laughs> will always be, like, the main girl's usually a lot meeker. Understood, And yes. just, like, oh, she's just, like, such a little sweet princess. And, like, the, the, the friend will be, like, hey. And, like... <laughs> stir things up <laughs> uh, um i'm curious uh if the you find like the the way that the um like you talked about the chemistry being really important so i'm curious if like the way that that you see the the men and women like flirting in these shows is that like compelling do you find it like different i know that there's like a language barrier obviously but is it like is it noticeably different from how like people in the u.s or like in the western world kind of like approach dating yeah so first of all it's like and i don't know how much this really translates to actual korean culture i mean i've talked to like i keep talking about my friend jane and i've talked to her about it korea and stuff a lot but I don't yeah. know how much it really translates, but it's super conservative. Got it. Where, like, in these shows, the main characters who are, like, gorgeous are, like, 30-year-old virgins. Or, like, never been kissed, and they're, like, 30 years old. But, mm-hmm. like, the flirting and stuff, I mean, that's really quick. The good ones that are, like, the melodramas that aren't comedies, like, yeah, it seems it seems relatable. It seems realistic. But... There, then there's certain aspects where, like, the men are definitely, like, more domineering. And, like, they'll grab the woman by the wrist all the time. Every episode, a man is grabbing a woman by the wrist and, like, dragging her somewhere. And, like, that would... I've, like, never seen that before. It's, like, normal in these shows. So, it's... Interesting. Some stuff is definitely different. But, like, the good ones... Yeah, it seems the same. Yeah. They're definitely That's more into being cute. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
like like definitely super cutesy like uh public displays of affection and stuff that is so, definitely different than american interesting when, when you say that like it feels in the shows like the relationships are represented in like a more conservative way there's still like um shows where they is there like a I guess like a physical like sexual element to the shows or do they like would they never show something like that so so I think it it's for the most part pretty conservative but I think but there's like sexual tension the entire time and I think that's why like women like to watch it because it's like (laughs) the whole thing it's like oh their hands would touch they called skinship when they like touch skins. What is yeah, tell me what is skinship? Skinship is just is literally like any form of like your your skin touching someone else's skin. So it could be like hands touching or like they would have these like skinship kisses or like when they kiss but they're like frozen and their lips just touch and like both people aren't moving. And so, like, a lot of shows are like that, but then people always be like, what are good shows where it's, like, more realistic? And then there's some that, like, show more kissing that imply that they were sleeping together. But it'll always just show the man's shirt, unbuttoning the shirt, throwing (laughs) the shirt off. Woman's never unbuttons her shirt, and she's always laying down, and the man, like, does that, and then they wake up the next morning. And, like, that's the (laughs) sex scene. Sure. So it, it yeah it's it's never anything more than that and it's because it, this is on main Korean TV, right? Which is right. which I always thought of American TV as being really like conservative, but sure, Korean TV is super like cleave. You don't see cleavage when there's pool Got scenes. It. They're wearing like shirts. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even wear like bath bikinis. And that's like a little bit risque. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in the shorts. It's it's like already like wow, this is noticeably like different. But now that that's, I'm thinking that's interesting. When I'm thinking about it though, that shows like the how like compelling the acting and the storyline needs to be that you like are yeah. interested and invested even though like it doesn't really seem like there nothing's happening, but right. it, there's so yeah. much tension the whole time. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I think I can that's why a lot why. of people like it. Right. I can see why why that's compelling. Yeah. Um, can I ask what your like all time favorite Korean drama has been after all of these <laughs> this list that you just showed me on your phone? <laughs> oh God. I mean, I think some of the ones that I mentioned. So I'm I'm looking at my favorites list, which has like twenty shows on it. So, okay, Be Melodramatic, which I mentioned, which is, like, the story of three 30-year-old women who are best friends. And they have, like, that show seems pretty, like, slice of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, because this is my first life, it's also very similar. Actually, because this is my first life, let me just tell you the plot line of this show. Yeah, please. Which is actually really good. It's literally about this girl who marries her autistic landlord for financial reasons. But it's actually okay. a very beautiful story. <laughs> and like coming like that, it's like there's things like that. Like half of the shows is something where like the woman is forced to move in with the man. And then oh, also contract yes. relationships. The many, many contract forced, relationships. What? That that happened in uh, in Crash Landing on You. The like she was kind of forced to live with the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Most uh, of them she's forced to live with them. It's always a girl moving in with the guy. Uh, contract relationships, but actually, like, I watched Bridgerton, that show on Netflix. Yes, yeah. And I was like, this is a Korean drama. (laughs) This is a K-drama. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, what is it, so can you explain quickly what a contract relationship is? Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) Contract relationship is when, like, for example, they, uh, but they they enter a fake relationship. So similar to like in totally. Bridgerton when she had that fake relationship with the Duke. Like maybe yes. they're trying to trick somebody. Maybe like they're doing it like because like the the person's like grandfather wants them to be in a relationship and they're just going to pretend or like they're doing it for some weird reason but then um but then they fall in love. Yes. <laughs> This this has started to show up in like you said in like uh, other 
other like romantic dramas. Yeah, all over I the actually place. just like, yeah. I just read a book. Uh, the series is called American Royals, and it's like just some like silly. It's like Bridgerton basically, but like yeah, there was a contract relationship in it. I was like, this is a K drama. <laughs> okay, you've seen it all before. Yeah, I like I know where this is going. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, cool. So. Now I would, if you're ready, I think we can move to uh, my final segment, which sure. is a a test. I think that there's a good chance that you're gonna do very well on this. Uh, <laughs> really? This okay, game. I'm nervous. Yes. So the game is called Plot or Not. Basically, I've done a little bit of research on some Korean dramas, and I've also written down some uh, fake uh, kind of Korean drama plots that I've come up with, <laughs> and. Your goal is to tell me uh, whether or not it's a real Korean drama plot. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? All right, let's go. I feel like you probably, you may have already seen a lot of these, so. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. You could just know. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. First one. A thief accidentally steals a woman's diary during a robbery and starts to fall in love with her as he reads it. Things get interesting when the two meet and start dating, only for him to find out her father is the police chief. Things get more interesting when he eventually realizes the diary actually belonged to her father. Okay. Is this a real Korean drama plot or no? I haven't seen it. I have a few that go in my head, but I, I've i never heard. So he thinks he's in love with her, but the diary belongs to her dad? <laughs> you made that up. That's correct. I did make it up. <laughs> And now that I've now that I've talked to you about it, I uh, I know why because you mentioned that there's very few queer relationships. Yeah, in, there's no way. in K dramas, so that's that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. So <laughs> you you <laughs> yeah, sussed that one out no correctly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> one for one. Let's next next plot. <clears throat> An immortal man has lived for a thousand years and become Goblin. very lonely. <laughs> Already know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Alright, I'll finish reading it just for our listeners, but I cannot believe you just do this off off that. So he seeks to pass on by having a goblin's bride remove the sword embedded in his chest. Things get interesting when he and the goblin bride inevitably fall in love. Um can you Okay, tell that one is what a really, really, really popular one and I did not like it. Okay, tell me tell me about it. Okay, the main reason I didn't <laughs> like it is because I'm not kidding, the main leads were these the main two guys wore these crazy these weird turtlenecks the whole time and I couldn't get past it. <laughs> <laughs> I like couldn't it's finish it. Their like, outfits. It's the, like have you seen Train to Busan that show that I, I haven't watched Train to Busan. Okay. Well the um, main I've guy from that is in it and he's main star and that's like a super popular one, but mm-hmm. I couldn't get past the turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> all right, number three. I feel like you're gonna know all these if you I do don't that know. one with within the first like five words. Okay. An alien visiting planet Earth misses their ship back home and is forced to uh blend in as a human Abyss? for four hundred years. Uh that's not the name of this okay, continue. one if it's if it's real. Uh things get interesting when just a few months before they can go back to their home planet, they fall in love with a human. I don't know what it is then. Okay, do you think it's a real K-drama, though, or no? I mean, it sounds like it could be, but I'm going to say no. It is a real K-drama. Oh, I'm very it? impressed with myself that you I'm didn't impressed, get that. too. I got too cocky, and that's what happened. <laughs> I was like, it's I called, know this. What, uh, what is it my, called? My Love from the Star. Oh, I've heard of have, that. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really what, bad. What is, what is Abyss? Yeah, it does not... <laughs> does not seem compelling but. oh oh my god abyss is like so complicated and bad it has to do with <laughs> aliens and it has to do with like okay these two best friends it was like this really hot girl and she had this like overweight best guy friend who was friend zoned who always was in love with her and they got it they like get this alien stone thing and it turns you into like who you are on the inside so nice. the hot girl becomes this, like, really tiny, like, petite, like, little, I don't know. She's just, is, like, different than how she was. Yeah. And then the overweight guy or, like, whatever, the chubby, they're also extremely fat phobic, let me say this. The yeah. Drum. It's, like, wild. 
Uh, That's good to call out. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, no, they're very problematic. There are, like, things, I'm not saying that I agree with, <laughs> like, how I'm saying it's, like, conservative and stuff. Like, it's not in a good way. Yeah. I yeah. think some of it is in a good way, like, having shows that just, I don't know. Actually, no, it's not in a good way. But <laughs> anyways, the friend zone kid becomes really, really, really hot. And Got then it. it's like the tables are turned. And then all this other stuff happens. It's not worth It's really bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I can imagine what kind of per- like guy wrote that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can imagine too. <laughs> all right. Uh, here's our next plot. Two fraternal twin orphans are on the path to achieving their dreams of becoming a nun and a singer, respectively. However, the nun must sacrifice their aspirations to temporarily take the uh, twins' place on tour while he receives this eye surgery. This is not real. <laughs> it's fake. You want to hear the end? Yeah. Uh, all, all in an attempt to find their biological mother. This is fake. <laughs> this is real. This, this is, is real? Yes. I can't believe. <laughs> I, what is uh, it called? It's called You're Beautiful. This was the hardest one. I this was the one I was going to try to. It is it, yes. very obscure. It's from 2009. That's why. Oh, that's why. It's, I, I haven't it's seen old anything school. before like 2016. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what's I, it called? You're Beautiful. Because I'm going to look it up. Yeah, please do. It's, it's a. I, I don't know if there'll be like uh, sub subtitles for it, but I, I was like, I need to choose one that's old because I think Rachel's going to know all these. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the old ones. I don't watch anything that's uh, before like 2016. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. I, I uh, <laughs> This one is by far the most complicated, so if you have questions, <laughs> just ask me. <laughs> okay. After her husband leaves her, a train conductor goes on a series of first dates where she gives men private train rides around South Korea. After rejecting all of the men except one, things get interesting when the man she thinks she's falling in love with takes her hostage and attempts to use the train for a nefarious plot. In the end, it is up to the many men she's rejected to put the clues together and save her because only they know where the train is headed. Okay, so like, I've definitely never heard of that. I've never seen one that has to do with a female train conductor. And so right now I'm just in a state of shock. Like, it's either true or I'm, like, super uh, concerned of how you came up with that. And it should be made. That has to be made up. That has to be made yes, up. Yes, I, I, I made that one <laughs> That one was the most. I, I ran these by Elise, and Elise was like, you, that one makes no sense. That's like, I, like I love like where your head's when at. You came up with that. You were sick. I would watch it. No, I would I mean, watch yeah. it too. I kind of want that to be real. <laughs> it's a free pitch out there. If anyone wants to make Kevin's Korean drama, you can take that and <laughs> run with it. <laughs> a train conductor. Yeah. Hopefully this uh, this episode makes its rounds on K-drama recommendations and I, someone oh, picks yeah, it up. I'll, I'll <laughs> close it there. No, let me say one last thing, though, that, uh, and I didn't even get into this. There's a whole section of historical K-dramas. Got where it. They take like, place in the Joseon era, where they're like in the whoa. ancient Korean. I don't watch any of those. Okay, <laughs> the men have it. long hair. They're all wearing like, Hybeck is like their like traditional garb, but like the men, I don't know. It's just, I don't watch the, the a lot of Chinese dramas are like that. We didn't even get oh. into how. Yeah, have you, have you explored other types of dramas? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Koreans um, are, Korean is definitely the best, but Chinese dramas are really good. They're just, like, really crazy. They, even more over the top than, than Korean yeah, dramas. Yeah, so they're be. called, like, it's and it's different dynamics with it. So, like, there's mainline, mainland China mm-hmm. shows. There's Taiwan shows. Taiwan shows are more like Korean shows, and Thai shows mm-hmm. are, are mm-hmm. like Korean, too. Thai shows are actually more free. Like, they'll have more, like, gay people in it. They'll have more, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're less conservative. And those are really Got good. It. Well, I'm glad that you're exploring beyond K drama. You, yeah. I, I'm surprised you haven't like seen as much as you can <laughs> with that list. Oh yeah. Like, that you're that you're tapped out at this point. I mean, I think that I'm. Ta- I think I'm weaning off of this. Great. <laughs> I think this was a very much coronavirus. Yes. 2020 as things, 
thing as coming. as people get vaccinated and you're able to get back out there you're you're gonna slowly uh leave the korean dramas behind no i'm serious now that it's getting like warmer out yeah and like yeah yeah more more totally. i'm i do feel like i'm moving away from that black hole that i was in for years. <laughs> i mean not, who amongst us has not uh fallen in a black hole yeah but <laughs> i'm still gonna time. watch them yeah just i'm not glad you like found that. something that you're interested in yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly not like that yeah all right um so this is this is the end do you uh have anything else that you want to talk about or that you uh want to promote well what we i want to promote is the covid19 vaccine everyone oh, should yes. get it it works for sure it's saving lives and everyone should get it. The, the side effects are fine you're gonna be fine yes. you just do it agreed anyone in the, anyone you can get just go out and get it I 100% endorse this yeah. also. <laughs> I I can't wait to get it. I uh, As soon as I'm eligible, I will be yeah. right there. I don't so, like yes, to promote the pharmaceutical it. industries. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yes, but same. This one, we just have to bite the bullet. Yes, <laughs> agreed. Um, awesome. So it was great to talk to you, Rachel. Thank um, you. That's it. I'll talk to you later. then thank you listeners and thank you to rachel lieberman for being my guest unless you ask is produced by bread people productions you can check out everything that they're working on at breadpeopleproductions.com if you would like to appear as a guest on unless you ask please email me at unlessyapod at gmail.com that's unless yapod at gmail.com Okay, you made it until the end of the episode, so it is time for my Nobody Asked. And this week, my Nobody Asked is that I ate applesauce every night until I was 18. What was I thinking? <laughs>